This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning, everybody. Good to be in for Bill this week, wrapping things up. Bill will be back next week, and we've had a lot to talk about. There hasn't been a lot of action on and off the field, but there's been a lot to talk about. And now we wake up to the story about Russell Wilson. Uh, (laughs) Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus joining us. Now, it's not his story, so I won't ask him all the details. But what I want, Russell Wilson apparently uh, wanted John Schneider and Pete Carroll fired, and then he got traded. Russell Wilson tweeted this morning, I love Pete, father figure, I love John. I never wanted them fired. To me, I read that as, I never wanted them fired, but I had to, like, I I think he's missing some context there. I think he's saying, I never wanted them fired, but I, I had to do something. He's in Denver. It didn't work. Sean Payton thinks he can save it. I'm not sure about that. Mike, look, Sean Payton, there weren't a lot of great jobs available, so Sean kind of took what he thought was the best one, even though they had to drag him off the set of Fox Sports. How do you see this going in Denver with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? I think it'll be better than it was under Hackett, right? I think at least you're going to see that. I do trust Sean Payton as an offensive line to at least play to Russell Wilson's strengths. You know, he's worked around shorter quarterbacks before uh, and obviously optimized his offense for uh, what Drew Brees could do in, in New Orleans. So I do think it'll be better, but if we're thinking Russell Wilson's ever going to be justifying the price they paid for at the contract they gave him, uh, I would just be very, very surprised if that's the case. No, and Seattle makes that trade, and you just put out your latest mock draft. Seattle's picking five. You've got them taking an ed, uh, the edge rusher Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Uh, easy for me to say, but you've got them taking Tyree Wilson. I don't know. I I wonder if there's if there's some intrigue there. I know they're going to get Geno Smith probably back. Geno wants to stay. He will require some money. But if I'm Seattle, I almost look at this and say, we did not expect to be here. We made the playoffs, but we still somehow have this top five pick gifted to us. Do you think it's in the realm of possibility and a strong chance maybe that they might take a quarterback? If C.J. Stroud is there, I'd, I'd have a hard time passing him up. I do think it's within the realm of possibility. So like you said, that's almost an icing on the cake pick. You, you know, you did not expect to be there. As much as you can love Geno Smith, and I, and I thought he was great last year. I thought he truly looked like a top 12 to 14 quarterback in the NFL pretty firmly but you're going to be paying him like one. You know, he's going to go out and ask for $35 million a year because that's just going rate. And so this roster's not good enough to win with the quarterback making that much money because you got to go find talent elsewhere. So one Tyree Wilson is not going to make near the impact that one C.J. Stroud could in the long run. So, yeah, if I'm, if I'm making decisions there, I'm doing all my research on this quarterback class. 
It's always interesting, the quarterback class. I mean, you know, these top 10 guys, sometimes a guy falls and it's J.J. Watt, and we knew he was good in college, but we didn't know he'd be a Hall of Famer. But the quarterbacks, those are the guys that take up most of the attention, and that will probably spur some sort of activity at number one. Talk about getting gifted a pick. The Bears had the number two pick until the Texans decided, Lovey Smith decided to go for two, got fired not because of it, but part of the reason. So then now the Bears have the number one pick, and they could either stay there, take a defender. They're not trading fields, but they could stay there, take a defender, or you know you can trade down, not go too far down, still get one of the defenders that you like if there's a couple at the top there, whether it's Jalen Carter or you've got them taking Will Anderson in your latest out of Alabama. Manipu- I mean, you got the number one pick. I think it would behoove the Bears to take some assets the likelihood that they trade that, do you think it's higher than, I don't know, 80%? I do think it is. I think they'd be, just because you'd be crazy not to accept literally anything from the Houston Texans. You know, if the Houston Texans want to make sure they get Bryce Young, block any trades on draft day, like taking a third rounder back from the Texans is better than sticking at one because you're going to draft the same guy anyway. It doesn't really matter. So, yeah, I would be very, very surprised. The only way I see them staying at one is if they draft a quarterback. If they're going to... I don't think Jalen Carter, Willie Anderson, I don't think either of those guys are going to be the number one overall pick. That would floor me if they were. What is the, uh, like, you're going to be, do, you'll probably do a couple more mock drafts. The draft is two months away, and it's always a fun exercise. How much, sometimes I feel like with these mock drafts, and I'm not accusing anybody, I'm just, I'm just saying. Sometimes I feel with these mock drafts, a guy would have a good combine. Oh, okay, we should notice him more. Sometimes I feel like guys move, guys move up and down the board just because uh, guys are bored. Mock drafters are bored. How hard is it to make this mock draft now and to not change it in the next two months? Because everything, Mike, everything we know about these guys, we've pretty much already seen except how they're going to run and lift in shorts. True. So, like, if you're changing a mock draft from, like, a week ago, you're you're obviously just doing it based off of whatever the heck you want to do it. Like, I saw a mock draft with Anthony Richardson going number one overall as Florida quarterback. That's just not going to happen, right? Like, we're, we can all agree that some of these outrageous things being thrown around are purely to generate headlines at this point. But I do think testing truly does move boards, alter boards, and, like, is a big part of people's analytics profile. And, like, that actually will impact where guys get drafted. So I think after if you want to manipulate the board, if you want to change where you think guys are going for sure, but if you're just moving it willy-nilly week to week, well, you're probably just gaming the system and the concept is that we're in. Yeah, but so, and sometimes like some, maybe other teams are going to be like, oh, gee, I saw this one mock. We're in th- I mean, I can't, I can't think that teams are that stupid, but sometimes teams are that stupid. So we'll see. Mike Renner's joining us, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com, of course. I would be remiss not to bring up uh, the quarterback of my beloved team, the Green Bay Packers, at least the current quarterback who has emerged from his retreat. And I don't know what... Packer fans were thinking. I talked to way too many who thought that Rodgers was going to come out of this cave and then stand there and announce his decision. I don't know where people got that idea. That's wild. I, as a fan, am ready to move on to Jordan Love, and I think the Packers are. They're just hesitant to do it. And I think my theory is that Rodgers knows Jordan Love is good. That's why at 4-8, and with an injury, he refused to sit down when he should have sat down. He said, oh, we have a chance to make the playoffs. Okay, they kind of did, but then he he didn't throw more than one touchdown the rest of the way. 
He didn't have a QBR over 51 the rest of the way. It's not like he played any better than Jordan Love than Jordan Love would have played. What is your read on what happens in Green Bay? Because I'm worried as a fan that somehow they're going to be stuck. Stuck, I'm saying, with number 12. Yeah, I'm worried as well. Um, I truthfully think it's a year overdue. I was of the opinion that last year was the time to move it. You were going to get the most trade value. You were in the best cap position. And it was the perfect year to really kind of transition to Jordan Love. If, you know, you used that first-round pick on him, thought he was going to be the guy. If he truly did, year three is usually when the light switch starts to come on. So uh, you definitely can't go into year five, though. You know, even if you pick up his fifth-year option, it can't be year five, the first year you're seeing Jordan Love see the football field. So I think they'd be absolutely crazy to keep him in the fold. You, you don't have a good enough roster to keep him in the fold. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with him next year if he comes back. Like, they just flat-out aren't good enough right now. Uh, and without the draft capital that you get back in a trade for him, you're not going to be able to build enough around him. So uh, I think you take – Take the medicine, take your cap and move on. But yeah, it's it's trending towards at least kind of how the conversation has been. And obviously, Rogers still holds a lot of cards in his hand. But it's trending towards him returning, which I just think is another year of you know right around eight and nine, nine and eight, kind of right in that mix. Especially if then he wants some of these veterans to come back, which they would probably outbid themselves on a guy like Alan Lazard or even Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, so on and so forth. If he does go elsewhere, you know, there, this, we're also in the season of uh, the NFL where there's reports that come out every day. There was a report yesterday the Raiders aren't interested. There will be a report next week that the Raiders are interested. It's just this is what happens. I don't feel like – I almost feel like the Raiders are the likely destination unless another team pops up. I've been saying all week filling in for Bill that I think the Jets just need to lock up Derek Carr now. Get him in. Get him acclimated. Let him know what's up so that when the rookies come in, he can kind of be the teacher. I don't think it's worth waiting for Aaron Rodgers. If the Jets truly want Derek Carr, don't play around. Just get him in as soon as possible. So, Mike, one of the things I've been doing this week is pleading with the Jets to sign Derek Carr ASAP. I I mean, I don't think that's good for the Packers for them to sign Derek Carr. No, I think it'd be terrible. I want I want the Jets to fleece the Packers. Or I want the Packers to fleece the Jets, but from the Jets' perspective, I'm telling them, you don't want to mess with this guy. No, that's very fair. And, and truthfully, though, I think the one thing holding it back, like Rodgers would have been a Jet yesterday if Brett Favre hadn't been a Jet 15 years ago. You know, like that's the one thing is that if he goes to New York, everyone's going to bring up Brett Favre for the next decade and a half, and he's not wanted to be him his entire career, but somehow turned into the exact same player Brett was at the end of his career. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like exactly what Brett is, only somehow, somehow even worse. When I'm talking about all these quarterback situations and the Bears, you know, what they might do, there's, oh, they could trade Justin Fields, and there's stuff with Rodgers, and there's stuff with these other teams. The one wild card to all this would be if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens don't figure it out. I still feel like it's not worth talking about. Lamar will eventually be a Baltimore Raven, and they'll figure out something long-term. How do you read what's going on in Baltimore? I don't think he's going to be there, I, truthfully. I Man. I am worried. I think the Ravens are a process-driven organization. I don't think so. Like I know so. They're not going to kind of bend the way they do business just for one Lamar Jackson. So if he really wants all that guaranteed money, wants that big of a deal, when he can't even, you know, get healthy into the playoffs one out of every few years, like with his style of play, that's worrisome. He's been hurt 
quite a bit since he won the MVP. And to give him a guaranteed contract at the most valuable position when we saw what can happen when a guy has an injury like Alex Smith did and how that just can set your franchise back three to four years because of that, I, I don't think the Ravens are going to do so, but someone would. You know, Someone will give him that guaranteed money. So I do think we'll see Lamar Jackson move. Uh, where it will be, I don't know. But I, I doubt he's going to be getting a long-term contract from the Ravens with the way things are right now. That would shake up everything in a way that uh, I don't think we're ready for. That would be why wow, that would change every conversation. So maybe maybe the Jets aren't waiting for Rodgers. Maybe they're waiting for Lamar Jackson. Who knows? Mike, good to catch up. Good to talk to you. Great stuff over at Pro Football Focus. Check out his mock draft. We'll talk again soon. For sure, Bart. Thanks for having me on, man. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Mike Renner joining us here, CBS Sports Radio. Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder the rest of the week. Just from the Packers' perspective, one more time, since that's uh, my team. My team. I'm I'm an owner. Plus, I'm also. This is important. Here's another thing. There's 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 missions I want to accomplish this week. Let me try to remember them all. Uh, zipper merge. Go all the way to the end. Don't single file line like we do in the Midwest and think we're so nice. Jokic should not be the MVP. Watch the XFL. Derek Carr should be a Jet. And my fifth one is it's okay to say we when you're talking about your teams. In fact, it's encouraged. And don't be the we police. Oh, we 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 went eight and nine. Oh, did you? What jersey number are you? Don't be that guy. It's we we could say we. We could say we. Now I am an owner of the Packers, so I can of course say we. So I think it is more likely that I don't think they're going to trade Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love is on the roster in 2022, three rather, no matter what. And I think it's more likely that Rodgers and Love are both back than than Love getting traded. And I'm also starting to worry that that's more likely. This stupid team is going to end up with Rodgers and Love in the locker room, and they're going to they're going to give the fifth year extension to Love, and they're going to ride it out with Rodgers one more year because I don't think. The Packers front office, who wants to move on from Rodgers, I don't think they have the stones to do it. Please. Brian Gudikins, please. Trade Rodgers. I don't even care what it's for anymore. Trade him for a seventh-round pick and the rights to XFL legend A.J. McCarron. Just get rid of him. Buy or sell coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. In for Bill Writer this week, my name is Bart Winkler. It's been fun to be here. Bill coming back next week. You guys can chime in. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You can also reach us at CBS Sports Radio. On Twitter, I'm at WinksThinks. Tom's at to sell CBS. Tom's got today's buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. Bart, we're going to start it off where we always do in the NFL, but this first one actually has nothing to do with football. Former Bengals wide receiver Chad Ochocinco Johnson was a guest of Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay podcast. Great name for a podcast. And he said he was very frugal at the beginning of his career, saying, quote, you got to remember, I stayed at the stadium for the first two years because I didn't want to spend no money. What's the point? Why are you telling me to go rent a house, go buy a house, go rent a condo when everything I need is right here in the facility at Paul Bryan? Showers, cafeteria, TV, couch, gaming system. What's the point? End quote. Bart, buy or sell, you believe that Chad Ochocinco Johnson lived at Paul Brown Stadium for two years. The fact that I'm not, I'm thinking about it means, I mean, that speaks to Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. I am going to sell this. Sell. I want to buy it. I want to believe it so bad. And all it will take, just give me one guy to, to back up his comments. Give me one maintenance guy give me one executive give me one person that says oh yeah, yeah that's true I, I thought people knew that just give me one and and i get why he would say what's the point i mean everything that he would need is there you don't have to spend any money the food you get all the food you want i mean you get everything you want it's all there where did he sleep is a big important question also the the, the where what if what if he wanted to bring someone home Let's say. Although, I mean, if I'm out, you know, at the bars or the club and I say, hey, you want to come back to my place? It's that stadium right there. <laughs> that's a good, uh, that's a good picture. So I, I want to buy it. I want it to be true. And with Chad Ochocinco, anything's possible. I need this backed up. I'm going to sell it. All right. Let's stay in the NFL here. After one season, the Rams have released linebacker Bobby Wagner and what the two sides are calling a mutual agreement. Now, Bart, the 32-year-old Wagner will be a free agent once the league calendar resets on March 15th. Wagner had a career-high six sacks last season, playing in all of L.A.'s 17 games. Buy or sell that Bobby Wagner is appealing on the free agent market? Yeah, I would say buy. I'll buy Buy. that. I mean, he had a good year last year. Certainly, you're seeing this sometimes where it's almost like these defensive players for hire now Von Miller with Buffalo and and even when he got traded but I I think that Bobby I don't know that he's at a point yet where it's going to be 
all right, I'll take lower to come play for you. I still think that he wants uh, you know double-digit per year salary. So he's probably going to have to wait a while because there's going to be a lot of other bargains, a lot of other guys on the market. One thing that these guys like to do, though, is get released now. This is what J.J. Watt did. He asked for his release, and then suddenly he was the only free agent out there. And it was J.J. Watt news for two weeks, and then finally he was agreed to with the deal with the Arizona Cardinals. So when these guys get released, it's kind of like, hey, you can wait for the free agent market like Derek Carr, but I'm a free agent now. If you want me, you can get me now. You can get nobody else. So I know that he'll be a free agent eventually, but I'm kind of talking about the wrong situation. But either way, I'm going to buy it. I would take Bobby Wagner, but the salary is probably going to have to come down from what he wants. All right, Bart, we discussed Russell Wilson in hour number one. Let's get back to Russ kind of sort of here. Earlier, as we mentioned, Russ wanted to get rid of his old head coach and his old GM. Well, now he has a new head coach in Sean Payton in Denver. And now he also has a new quarterbacks coach. The Broncos announced yesterday that they hired 28-year-old Davis Webb. And I know you're thinking to yourself, why is that name so familiar? Well, Webb was a third-round pick of the Giants back in 2017 out of Texas Tech. He's six years younger than Russell Wilson. Buy or sell Davis Webb being valuable to Russell Wilson? I will sell that. Sell. First of all, Davis, didn't you just see what A.J. McCarron's doing in the XFL? You can still play. You got the USFL coming up. They are desperate for quarterbacks. You can still play. If you want to play, you can still play. But perhaps he wants to get his coaching career started. So what's best for him, that's up to him. I don't think Davis Webb is going to be the quarterback coach for the Denver Broncos. He will be the quarterback coach in title. It will be on the website. It will be on his business card. Davis Webb is going to learn from Sean Payton how to be the quarterback coach. Sean Payton will be the guy running Russell Wilson in that offense. Sean, I don't know if he's just doing a favor or if he's helping a guy out or if he's like, hey, this guy, this guy, if he's good, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a mark on my career. Davis Webb, it, the age difference, when you get older, when you get to a certain age, you know, six years is not super long. But 28, 34, NFL quarterback, retired player and coach now, that that's I think that's still a little bit of a difference. I'm going to sell him being valuable. He can prove us all wrong, but I don't know how much Russell's going to listen to Davis Webb, and I don't think he'll have the key to Russell's office if he still gets one. I'm going to sell. All right, Bart. According to the Washington Post, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has hired an investment firm to evaluate a potential bid on the Washington Commanders. Now, current owner Daniel Snyder is rumored to want to sell the franchise for $7 billion. I'll repeat that, billion with a B. If Bezos were to buy the Commanders, Bart, he would immediately be the richest owner in the NFL. Buy or sell that Jeff Bezos would be good for the National Football League. I will say bye. Bye. For one reason and one reason only is that Daniel Snyder would be out. So I will say that he will be better for the National Football League than Daniel Snyder, whose whole tenure has been riddled with controversy. And the commanders now have gone through three names in his tenure, and they, they, but they, they haven't been good. So Bezos would come in. Now, if that ends up shifting more games to Amazon Prime, Prime Video, we'll see about that. 
it is a problem. It, it, it is a problem, and I've talked about this a little bit this week, that we have to, these teams that we love, I mean, there are people that, that, that just love, 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 love having the opportunity to root for their team and making it their life. But then owners come in, and you're, you're selling it for $7 billion. I don't think our brains, our human brains, can understand and process how much $7 billion is. We have a problem with thinking million is billion. Seven billion is seven thousand million. Is that right? I don't even know. It's a lot of money. <laughs> Sounds right to me. It's a lot. We just think, oh, a billion. That's like five million. Our brains can't do it. It's not true. He would be good because he'd be better than Snyder. We'll see the direction he takes the franchise. I will. I will reluctantly say bye. A quick follow-up to that, Bart. Do you think the sale gets done before next season starts? Do you think the NFL steps in and, and strong-arm Snyder to say, hey, speed this up here? No. I've, Snyder, this, this, there's been talk of Snyder selling the team or being forced to sell the team forever. He seems like he's going to go kicking and screaming before he has to sell the team. So I'm not – I don't I think he – I don't know. I think he keeps it for a while yet. He doesn't seem to want to sell it or be sold already. I don't think so. All right, Bart, let's get to some hoops here. According to multiple reports, Kevin Durant is targeting next Wednesday to make his Phoenix Suns debut. Remember, Katie has been dealing with an MCL sprain since January 8th. My question to you, buy or sell that Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker will have instant chemistry on the court? It's possible, but I will sell that. Sell. You know, I think with KD, I think they're all going to want it to work. And I think eventually they, they can make it work. And one thing that Booker said was ridiculous this week. He said, we're not a super team. We only have one all-star. Well, okay, this year, yes, one of you made the all-star game. But Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant is pretty close to the definition of a super team, whether Chris Paul's fading off a little bit or not. I think they'll all be willing. They'll all make it work. They might try too much to make it work. Eventually, they'll figure it out. These guys, they play together. Like the Team USA stuff they do. Guys figure out, all right, I can get my shots here. He can get his there. I have no issue that in thinking that Kevin Durant will eventually build into this chemistry, and there'll be a tough out in the playoffs and could go to the finals, but it might take it might take a handful of weeks, so I will sell that. All right, Bar, let's stay in the NBA. Last night, the Philadelphia 76ers came back to beat the Memphis Grizzlies, and while James Harden led Philly in scoring, Joel Embiid put up 27 points, 19 rebounds, 6 assists, and oh, by the way, he had six blocks, including a monster block on John Morant, his dunk attempt with just over a minute to go in a one-point game. Buy or sell that Joel Embiid should be the NBA MVP as of right now. I'm going to take a long, weird route to get there, but I will say bye. Bye. Because it shouldn't be Jokic, and that's who everyone wants to give it to. This guy doesn't even play any defense. And is he really going to be, we talked about this earlier, is he really going to be the first guy to be a three-time MVP since Larry Bird in the mid-'80s? Are you telling us that nobody else, when we look back historically, nobody else had a better three-year stretch since Larry Bird until Nikola Jokic came around, who has no pressure on him to win for some weird reason? We still don't understand why. He is not held to the same standards that Embiid is. He's not held to the same standards as Giannis is. He's not held to the same standards as anybody. Oh, Jokic, yeah, he could put up triple doubles every night and uh, get bounced in the second round. Ah, give him another MVP. I, it should be Giannis. I'll always say Giannis, 
But since it probably won't be him, and it's I don't want it to be Jokic, let's give it to Joel Embiid. He's been top five in votes for the last few years. Here you go, Joel. It's your turn. Bye. All right, Bart, let's squeeze in one more NBA here. Last night, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving combined for 51 points on 16 of 29 shooting to go along with a combined 16 assists with just two turnovers. Dallas beat San Antonio last night by 26 points. Buy or sell, you think Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving will work come playoff time? Sell. Sell. I was so surprised the Mavs were the ones that traded for Kyrie. And at first I thought anybody that was going to trade for Kyrie, he wants that long extension. He wants the max contract. I thought, all right, if you're going to trade for him, that means you're giving him a max contract. They haven't given that to him. He seems to not want to talk about it now. I don't think he's a Mav next year. I don't know what Mark Cuban's up to here with this move, but I don't I don't think Kyrie comes back to Dallas next year. I don't think that Cuban wants to commit to that. I think Kyrie was just looking to get out of Brooklyn, and then he'll figure it out after this. Will it work? No, it won't work. Something, something will bother Kyrie. They'll play a playoff series, and there'll be a fan who's wearing something he doesn't like, or one of the lights will look weird. Something will bother Kyrie. The Bucks and the Celtics, a few years ago, the Bucks used to play in this old arena called the Mecca, and it seats about 6,000 people maybe. And so they had a night where they went back into that arena and played a game. Kyrie thought, they haven't played there since the 70s, early 80s. Kyrie thought that they had the old, they redesigned the floor for the Mecca. He thought they pulled the floor out of storage from 1974 to play on that. He said, yeah, I can tell. This is not up to today's standards. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's making it up. Something's going to bother Kyrie. I know they're friends and they're tapping each other on the shoulder at the All-Star game. Something will bother Kyrie. It will not work. Sell on it working. Tom, well done, sir. I, Thank you. I appreciate that, Bart. Thank you. Oh, I love, yeah. Can I tell you, waking up to these questions every morning, it's, I'm a, I'm a, I might miss that most of all. I can still send them to you if you want. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I, I do enjoy the buy or sell. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler. We will get another update. Chris Lopresti, CBS Again Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. I'm Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder. He will be back next week. Been a good week. Thanks to Tom, everybody on the updates, everybody chiming in throughout the week. Been a fun week 
here in the little old shanty of a shack of a studio I'm in in Milwaukee. It's been fun. Talking to Mike Renner earlier, Pro Football Focus, he's thinking uh, Lamar Jackson, it's more likely he doesn't end up in Baltimore, which I just have to recalibrate my thinking if that is going to be the case. Every conversation I've had about quarterbacks this week, and we've had a few of them, I just assume the Ravens will eventually stick with Lamar Jackson. I still I still feel like that's likely. But if they have a process, as Mike Renner said, they have a process, they kind of stick to it, and giving out that much guaranteed money is not something they do. This is a former MVP. They've had a lot of success with him. I think you get a guy like this, you try to keep a guy like this, no matter how much it costs. Lamar Jackson is a true game changer in this league, and wherever he goes, if he goes somewhere else, that would immediately change everything. Some of the odds that Vegas has posted right now, if he is not a Raven, the most likely team, according to betonline.ag, says the Falcons could be the front runners, the Jets and Raiders, maybe Tampa, the Patriots are top five in the odds, Panthers, Niners, Commanders as well. I think uh, people are connecting Atlanta to Lamar Jackson. If if somehow Atlanta got Lamar Jackson, that would that would totally shift everyone's point of view about Atlanta because they had Marcus Mariota last year. Who that that was a weird trend last year when guys get benched, they just leave the team. Mariota got benched. All right, see ya. Doesn't even stick around to help Desmond Ritter or be a part of a team or be available if something happened to Ritter. I think that looks bad. I don't know why you would do that. With the Raiders, we're talking about Derek Carr a bunch. He left the team too. And they seemingly like asked him to leave. But it wasn't the whole thing about this season. You and Devontae, best friends reunited. And now you're just going to stick him with Jared Stidham? What, why, why are guys leaving? That is weird. And I kind of think it is a red flag a little bit. I don't know if the Mariota, how different the situations are. I think Derek Carr was more like a mutual agreement, but are things ever mutual? We just describe it that way. And then Mariota was like, deuces, I'm gone. So Atlanta, that would be that would be a game changer. Because again, whoever, if any of these teams in the NFC South get Lamar Jackson, they are winning the division and they're getting a home playoff game. And then who knows? Because that division stinks. It's bad. It's it's very bad. The Panthers are bad. The Buccaneers are a mess now. And they were bad with Tom Brady. What are they going to be without him? What are they going to be with Kyle Trask if that's who ends up starting there? The Saints, what are the Saints? Is Taysom Hill your quarterback or not? What is going on there? So whoever, if if a team in the NFC South gets Lamar Jackson, that would totally shift things around. And I think I think then it shifts the draft around because I, I think maybe the Bears are back in play. Now, I don't think the Bears should trade Justin Fields and draft Bryce Young. I don't think they should trade him and draft, draft C.J. Stroud. Justin Fields is a very good I'm going to say quarterback. Yes, he's a quarterback that's more of a running quarterback, and there's concerns about his pocket presence or his accuracy. Those concerns are coming more if you look at the tape of him playing in a Bears uniform than him playing at Ohio State. Other situations, he's a two-year starter. I don't think you're seeing these problems. The Bears have had a history with not getting the most out of their quarterback. And he's already gone through two coaches, two offensive coordinators, two GMs, receivers that aren't very good. 
So I, I'm not worried on, on Justin Fields. But if Lamar Jackson's there, I mean, could you imagine Lamar coming to the Bears? They've got the cap room to do it. And all of a sudden, he's instantly, with one snap, the best quarterback they've ever had. And the NFC North is up for grabs. There will be a lot of people that take the Lions to win that division, and probably deservingly so. You know, Jared Goff is not a top-10 quarterback, but he's competent enough in that team. They've got a good defense, an improving defense. They have a nice collection of skill players. They've got a good running game. Jamal Williams, severely underrated. Still don't understand why the Packers let him go. He did not go for that much money. That was a huge mistake. And the Vikings, I mean, what are the Vikings? The Vikings are going to win nine games. They win nine games every year. They don't do anything. They're just going to win eight or nine games. Packers, God only knows. And and then the Bears could suddenly. So if you if you're one of these teams, you get Lamar Jackson. Suddenly, you're going to probably win your division and host a playoff game. And I ultimately don't think the Ravens let him go. The AFC is so crazy, though. We keep talking about these quarterbacks and and where would they go? All right, so. Derek Carr is going to stay in the AFC. Aaron Rodgers could go to the AFC. You already had Russell Wilson go to the AFC, and we found out the report overnight that apparently he wanted Pete Carroll and John Schneider fired. They said, now we'll trade you instead, make the playoffs, and get a bunch of picks, and maybe draft a quarterback of the future. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. You know, these guys aren't going anywhere. So that conference is so loaded, which makes... The NFC is so wide open. Hey, if the Falcons got Lamar Jackson, I keep saying win in the NFC South, win a playoff game. I mean, they that could be the NFC representative. That's how wide open things are in the NFC. Of course, I think the Cowboys will be back. I think the Eagles will be back. I think they'll be good for a while. But really, I mean, it's it's anybody's it's anybody's game over there. So that would be that would be a wild part of this whole thing that we've been talking about throughout the week with quarterbacks where they could go. I'm assuming Lamar Jackson stays in Baltimore, but if he doesn't, that's going to open up a whole Pandora's box. I think in the NBA, you've seen things open up a little bit. I don't want to overreact to one basketball game. What I'm going to do is acknowledge that the Los Angeles Lakers are a lot better than they were two weeks ago. They had a game last night. They beat Golden State by 13. Now, Golden State was without Steph. Golden State's a very good team. They have good depth, I still believe. They've got good starters. Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, you know these guys. Kevon Looney had a big night, 10 of 15 last night off the bench. 10 and 15. But without Steph, like the whole thing falls apart, it seems. And so they didn't have Steph Curry last night. The Lakers, but the Lakers... They really didn't have LeBron James or Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis took five shots. LeBron took 20 and only made five shots. Malik Beasley had 25 points. The Lakers last night had eight guys in double figures. And suddenly this team where their depth was a problem and they were relying on Russell Westbrook to run that second unit, suddenly a lot of the guys that they had starting, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker for a while, uh, maybe even like a like a Wenyan uh, Gabriel. Suddenly, these guys can come off the bench. Troy Brown Jr. You've got Mo Bamba. You've got Malik Beasley at twenty five led the way. D'Angelo Russell too. He did get hurt, but D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt's a nice presence for that team, especially on the glass, and can make some shots when called upon. So suddenly, the Lakers 
at 28 and 32 might have a say in it. And we talk a lot about how do you fix the regular season? Well, suddenly this is a very interesting storyline in the regular season is will the Lakers make the playoffs? Will they get into the playing game and can they make a playoff series? So having these teams, like watching the Lakers a game and a half back out of the play, the Lakers are, the Lakers are 28 and 32. Watching them try to get into the playoffs, maybe the plane, maybe more, is going to be way more exciting than watching the Sacramento Kings at 38 and 25. The Sacramento Kings, nobody, nobody, nobody talks about them. They have been the most irrelevant franchise in any major sport in the last 20 years. They are never, they are never relevant. And now they are, and it's, you could talk, you could talk to any, any NBA guy. If I were to interview an NBA guy right now and say, top of your head, give me the top 10 teams that could win the West. He'd say, okay, he or she, he'd say, or she would say, all right, the Nuggets. Yeah, they're number one. I mean, the Grizzlies, you got to look at the Lakers, the Warriors, gee, maybe the Mavs with Kyrie and Luka. Well, the Suns got KD, the Clippers. He might say the Pelicans, Jazz, or Timberwolves before you get to the Kings. The Kings, I'm looking at the NBA standings right now. The Kings are right there at three. And it's still like, are they though? Are they though? They are. They're there at three and they and they deserve it. But it's gonna be more fun watching these teams that we know are good. The Warriors were a heavy title favorite, and they are a game under five hundred. Right now they are in the tenth spot. The Lakers with LeBron James. And they have talked about they're not load management. No more of that, they say. Well, yeah, I would hope so. You're trying to make the playoffs here. LeBron James breaks the scoring record. They make all these trades. He doesn't play for a week and a half. I don't know about the load management thing. I know that's been talked about quite a bit here in this season as it does begin to be a bigger problem. You had a guy like Damian Lillard who sat out last night for rest, even though he was just very active in the three-point competition in the All-Star game, you would think for the Trailblazers, who are, I mean, actually ahead of the Lakers in the standings by a half game, you'd think, well, if you're going to rest, why don't why don't you rest in the exhibition game and play for us? It's weird to see guys after the break then still rest, but this is where the sport is right now, and there's going to be guys that argue it, argue against it. And I know back in the day, guys used to play 40 minutes or 40 40 minutes for 82 games. I will tell you, I want to share this with you because this was shared with me, one of the guys that interact on my uh, podcast, The Bart Winkler Show. He goes by the name Spark Guy. And this is like the hottest take of all time, but I love it. He said, we keep, we keep celebrating Michael Jordan for never taking off. He did two separate stints of massive load management when he took years off when he was playing baseball and then when he retired before he came back for the Wizards. It's a hilarious take. It's ridiculous. But the more I think about it, the more I kind of, oh, yeah, well, yeah, he could play when he was 38 years old for 40 minutes. He didn't play for like five years in his prime. So I just wanted to share that with you. But I don't think the load management thing goes away anytime soon. You you have these teams, even the Lakers, a team that's done it, rested guys, they have enough time here to try to make a run. The 82-game season, there's like five teams it's important to. They need all 82 games to finish with a record that'll get them in the playoffs. 
The Nuggets don't need 82 games. They're comfortably in. The Celtics and Bucks and Sixers, they don't need 82 wins. They don't need 82 games. They're in. One crazy idea could be, would the NBA ever consider what some minor league baseball teams do, leagues do, and go to a first-half winner and a second-half winner? I don't like the concept of that, but it might help load management. Although then, if you do win the first half, your team sits for the second half. I don't know how they solve this problem. It seems like Adam Silver wants to keep adding things, a tournament, a club tournament with other teams, more of these playing. you got to figure out the load management thing first because I know it's 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 few and far between where a kid travels 800 miles and has the sign that says, I came here to see Jimmy Butler. But when that does happen, like I haven't taken my kid who's three and a half to a Bucks game yet, but if he goes and Giannis isn't playing, the one buck he knows, I got him a toy. I got him a figure of Giannis. That's how I ingrain my kid in sports. I gave him all my old starting lineups from the 90s and 80s, so he knows like Ozzie Smith and Robin Yount and Mark McGuire, he has no idea who Ronald Acuna or Mike Trout are, but he knows those old guys. Been a fun week. Thanks again to Tom. Thanks to everybody with the updates. Thanks to you guys for listening. I'm Bart Winkler. Bill Ryder will be writer than you again next week. In the meantime, we'll see you later. Have a good one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 